You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 43, The Kryptonite Response. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back and happy Easter. I've talked with some people recently in different areas, and the general theme has been around what brings us to our knees, the topic of today's episode. So something occurs, maybe a circumstance or a thought or a feeling, or we do something or we don't do something. Do you get the sense that this really could be anything? And the response is crumbling, like dropping to our knees with absolute weakness. Does that sound familiar? Has it happened to you? or someone you know, we're going to call it the kryptonite response. But first, here's the background, courtesy of Wikipedia. You've heard of Superman, the comic book hero, and lots of other places and ways to see Superman too. So it first appeared in the comics in 1938, and it's a product of writer Jerry Siegel and the artist Joe Shuster. The background story is that Superman was sent in a spaceship from his home planet of Krypton, which was destroyed right after he left. And he landed in Smallville, was found by the Kent family who adopted him, named him Clark Kent. As he grew older, he demonstrated superhuman powers, and in one demonstration of those powers, he was dubbed Superman. It's an interesting story, and it's been around for a lot of years. But here's our point. Even Superman has things that cause weakness, and for him, it's kryptonite that alien mineral that deprives him of strength, and if he's exposed to it for a longer period of time, it can lead to his death. So one mineral strips away everything that's special about him. Kryptonite is often referred to, there's some songs about it, people talk about it as a term for what makes us weak. So it's human. We all have things that instantly affect us because we're perfectly imperfect. We all have weakness in some area. It's impossible to be so strong or so resilient or even so impervious with everything. So what's your kryptonite? Like, have you thought about your life this way? Some other terms that are similar or maybe familiar are triggers or emotional buttons, but these don't really encompass the whole message for today's episode. Those terms describe an emotional response or an an emotional charge but really are more of a reference to a pain point, which may be a subject or an event or something that creates this emotional response for us to us. So that the mere mention of whatever it is, it's almost like it opens a portal to some pain point in our life. So a trigger opens a portal to a pain point, but that's not necessarily a kryptonite response. And I'll give you an example. During election time, so remember this a couple years ago, Election time, there were a lot of emotional triggers or emotional buttons. The mere mention of a candidate name, and it can be any candidate, regardless of political affiliation, just opened up that portal and brought out a strong reaction for some people. 
a change in emotion or even drawing out strong emotion, it's part of the kryptonite response, but what we're talking about goes deeper. It goes to the core of who we are. And when we have this response, it affects everything about us temporarily. Like we get a flood of thoughts. It creates all kinds of very strong emotion. It affects the actions we take or we don't take. And basically life becomes a mess. Boom. The kryptonite response. So back to you. Have you had one recently? Like a situation or somebody or a circumstance in which everything you think you are totally crumbles in an instant. Let's explore this a little deeper. Like when or how or why do you become an emotional flop? Like why do you lose all postural tone and just drop to the metaphorical floor? It's important to understand that because what we want to do is we want to get to know our minds in a more detailed way, in a more intimate way, which means a way that we can learn from. So those times might look like Instantly going from on top of the world to a starstruck teenager that can't speak and needs to go to the bathroom. Or maybe adulting really well, like doing all those things that you're supposed to do, really succeeding, and in an instant, you can't leave home or set the junk food down. I ask these questions with a huge smile to lighten the discussion. Because bringing up things that contribute to weakness, that can be incredibly heavy and resisted. Like our minds can say, that's negative. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to get away from it. I get it. My mind does it too. However, it's important to see this because when we do that, when we resist, run away, hide, whatever it is, we're giving it more power. And it's more power to grow those emotions like fear, doubt, uncertainty, and shame. I think the human experience in general includes kryptonite but not everybody has the same response. So you'll notice some people have really strengthened their muscles so that they can remain standing when it happens. They may not be strong, but they can remain standing. Whereas others can make it so they don't hit the floor as hard, like if they lose postural tone. And others, they're going to hit the floor nose first. Everyone's different. Let's talk about the first and second order effects. So kryptonite. Here's some possibilities of what it might be for anyone. Issues around money or food, alcohol, tobacco, recreational drugs, a history of trauma, relationships, intimate relationships, friends, family, relationships that have been lost or expectations within a relationship. It may be around sex or winning and losing, parenting, faith, spirituality, politics. They may be simple like meeting new people or asking for help or more complex like doing something imperfectly or performing imperfectly. And that's really just to start. So whatever it is, and it doesn't matter how many there are for you, whatever it is, let's say it presents. The first order is the response. And that's what occurs within us or what happens through us. And that's where our mind goes. So we get tons of thoughts and maybe our mind shuts down or becomes cloudy and foggy and dazed, kind of like a concussion. Maybe we start overthinking or we can't think at all. And that's followed by the emotions, strong emotions like grief or guilt or fear or sadness or frustration. 
whatever it is. And what occurs next is what we do in response to that. I'll tell you, I haven't met anyone that enjoys the process. It's rather something to get away from, get away as fast, go as far away as you can, just get away from it. We want it to stop. So we'll take some action or maybe we'll stop taking actions. We do something to make that stop, which leads to the consequences of whatever we did, whatever action we took or inaction we took. And that's followed by more emotion. Decisions that we make from a place of weakness or when we're viewing ourselves as weak are usually not the best ones. They're usually not the ones that we're most proud of. We're doing the best we can. There's no doubt about it. I'm not picking on anyone. I'm not even picking on myself. But those decisions are intended to lessen the pain or lessen the intensity of the emotion that we don't want. The second order effect, so that's what follows. That's the judgment or the shaming that's associated with having that emotional response. And it sounds like this. I shouldn't have. How could I let myself? Why am I not better at this? Why does this continue to happen? Everything is going so well in my life. Why do I feel this way? So kind of beating ourselves up for having just beat ourselves up. And for each one of these, like for every one of those thoughts that comes up, they bring five more. So we have this endless supply on how we don't measure up. The judgment of ourselves, not living up to a perfect standard or a high standard or what we think a human is capable of. And here's a side note for overachievers, what we think we're capable of is always 10 times more than everyone else. So pretty much creating an impossible standard. Going back to Superman. So the challenge for Superman is that the villain can strike any time with kryptonite. He is always at the mercy of when it appears. It's all outside of him. And it's easy to think that the same thing is true for us, that we can't predict when someone else is going to pull out our kryptonite and it's going to work on us. And so it's easy to think that other people or situations are in charge of how we feel and what we think, because if they wouldn't have done that, or if they didn't do that, or if they would just do that, then we could be okay. Except, what if we look at it differently? What if the kryptonite is really in our own mind? Like, what if it's all internal? That other people can't present anything to us that we cannot work through. Other people may be able to access it or draw it out, but they can't control us. And what if we learn to cut off that access to others? So it's kind of like, you know, when you go to a hotel and they have the key cards and you check out, you can keep your key card and you can go back to that same room and nothing happens. You hold it up to the door, nothing happens. You try it again, nothing happens. No entry. It's not mean or cruel or spiteful. In fact, it's healthy. You've checked out. You don't need to go back in there. And in our minds, there's really no need for anyone to enter into that space. It's ours. It's our space to use however we want. We can put whatever we want in there or we could keep it empty. And then let's take it one step farther. What if we can both understand the kryptonite and the response and start with each individually and then work through it, solve it, make it so it's no longer an issue, develop an early recognition system, develop our ability or a system or a framework to change the course so that we don't have the same trajectory ending up in the same place each time. It's kind of like those new continuous glucose meters. Have you seen them? They're amazing. I have patients 
they can bring up their blood sugars in real time. They show me how it works, the parameters they set, who it contacts, who it contacts if their blood sugar is too high or too low, and they set what's too high or too low. So it'll automatically call their spouse or their parent or their best friend, somebody to alert them. That's phenomenal. What if Superman had that? Like when his powers declined to a certain level, what if his team was automatically notified and activated? He wouldn't be alone for long. And we could do that for ourselves. It may seem far-fetched at the moment. Like you may have to just borrow my belief that it's really possible because honestly, I really believe it's possible. So you can borrow that. You don't have to give it back. It's really possible to learn about yourself and how you think and develop a warning system and a framework for how to respond regardless of what occurs around you. Imagine with me, managing the mind so that you are no longer at anyone else's mercy. Managing the mind and no longer being at the mercy of wherever your mind wants to take you. And it will want to take you to a negative place often if your mind is like mine. To a prior pain or a mistake or a failed relationship or something that currently feels like a failure, that's where my mind wants to go. Maybe yours does too. But what if we really could manage it? You know, this area really differentiates people. The ability to recognize the kryptonite, the response to it, the second order effect, and then go beyond that recognition, like to start to rewire the mind to change those default settings, to manage the response and work through it or extinguish it, to stop fighting it, and could go back to this to start extinguishing it and stop being controlled by it. And then those small percentage of people that go even farther and share openly their kryptonite their process, the results that they've achieved, and teach others how to do the same. What if you could really have all that? Again, you may need to borrow my belief on this one, that it's not only possible for other people, but it's possible for you too. The Life Coach School where I trained, the leader, the founder is Brooke Castillo, and she's an amazing example of this. She has mastered many areas of her life and teaches others how to do the same. Back when I was in residency training, there was a surgeon who was incredibly intense. So imagine piercing eye contact all the time. And anytime I presented a patient to them, I was back in junior high and ridiculously awkward. Like I went from a new physician who graduated at the top of her class, a general high achiever to a bumbling idiot. Kryptonite, intense individuals. Here's the response. Thinking I'm an idiot, I have nothing to say, I'm incompetent, I'm making no sense, feeling the same way, and then with my actions, bumbling, stumbling, inaccurate or incomplete information, I'm proving myself right. And the second order effect, the self-bashing that came afterward, what an idiot, I should know better. This shouldn't affect me, I should be able to clearly articulate what I know, keep the focus on the patient, I'm wasting time, I really am an idiot. Do you see how this works? Can you see how to take it deeper? That's where we're going. Because when we look deeper, we can see it really wasn't intense individuals. It was anyone who I saw as smarter than I am. Let's identify the judgment. The judgment of others and their intelligence, followed by the comparison of their intelligence and mine. And that's the kryptonite. It's really the judgment. And the response is how I lose. 
And I just showed you how I lose by rating myself as inferior and then carrying that out. And the second order effect is how I'm going to continue to lose with all that self-bashing because I'm not functioning or learning when I'm stuck in that. And this is huge. And it's important to really break it down if we're going to help ourselves through this. Like if we're really going to learn from this, because if I simply stop and say it's intense individuals, that's my kryptonite, I am only looking at it from the surface and I am making the situation about somebody else when the problem is really with me. The kryptonite is both the judgment of others and the comparison and rating myself as less. And that's the ingredient for this story, for this response, and for the second order effects as well. And here's the work. Others' intensity or intelligence or demeanor or presence, none of that is kryptonite because I don't ever have to judge them. And without judgment, there would be no response. Isn't that amazing? No judgment, no response. So knowing what my mind does instantly, judgment and comparison, that is essential for me to start to rewire, for me to have an early recognition of when it's already in motion, for me to start to anticipate in the future when it's going to show up so it doesn't have the chance to grow, be in motion, me crumbling to my knees, because none of that's helpful. Identifying the default thinking that may go into effect. For me, new situations, or meeting new people, or learning something new that's uncomfortable and I'm not certain I can do it. And those are just a few examples. And what I can do from there is really grow the anticipation and build the framework both to prevent it and to respond after it's already in motion. In my car, I have a few items just in case something happens, like a fire extinguisher and the stuff you spray in your tire so that if it goes flat, you can inflate it enough so that it runs. It will go far enough to get you to help and a first aid kit. And I regularly check on these items, like make sure that they are functional and usable. And I can do the same thing in my mind. I can develop a framework and I can review it regularly and I can make sure that it fits and it works. I can test it out. I can anticipate and I can respond early. And here's the final part. When it occurs, not if, but when, I can grant tons of compassion I can stop the judgment in the second order effect. I can stop the self-bashing. Just as if I came up on the scene of an accident and I grabbed my things to respond, I'd have tons of compassion for the victims. I can do the same thing for myself. And that is going to change the whole experience. That is going to decrease the effect of the kryptonite, the capability or the potential that the kryptonite is going to affect me, that time, that situation, my life. That's how it diffuses over time or dulls over time. And that's how I can bring the power back within me. Life is all about learning how you think, how you work, what you see, what you feel, and optimizing it. And it's learning and growing. It's not always getting it right. It's nice when that happens. It's continually trying and tweaking. And ultimately, it's getting to that little voice that's in our heart that says, this is what our calling is. This is what we're meant to do. And as we refine who we are, 
what we do, how we do it, how we interact with others, we are profoundly changing our ability to be effective, to meet that calling, to meet that need, whatever it is in the world. Having kryptonite, having a kryptonite response, having the second order shaming or bashing, that's pretty normal. What's not normal is what you do about it because you have so much capability. I'm introducing this concept as a way to help you see your thinking maybe differently, maybe seeing it more objectively rather than just subjectively feeling it. Perhaps it can be a mind hack for you to think about it this way. When you find yourself in the midst of a reaction, you can say, oh, this is just a kryptonite response and help diffuse it a little bit help to lighten a little bit, and then help to process it, learn and grow from it. And that's what's going to get you farther down that road to phenomenal. I am sending you all my best, a high five. I will see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.